AI, artificial intelligence. How would you like our tale to begin? Life 1.0, biological stage, evolves its hardware and its software. Life 2.0, cultural stage, evolves its hardware, designs much of its software. Life 3.0, technological stage, designs its hardware and its software. 64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Welcome to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. My name is Igor S.F. Walker. Today, we look at Life 3.0, being human in the age of artificial intelligence, by Max Tegmark. So, how about you slow down and relax? Reduce all that noise for just a bit. Make that choice and decide to listen. In this video, we look at how do you want AI to impact jobs, laws, and weapons in the coming decade. Looking further ahead, how would you write the ending? This tale is one of truly cosmic proportions, for it involves nothing short of the ultimate future of life in our universe. And it is our tale to write. Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I haven't used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. Mathematician Irvin Good, back in 1965, said, Let an ultra-intelligent machine be defined as a machine that can far surpass all the intellectual activities of any man, however clever. Since the design of machines is one of these intellectual activities, an ultra-intelligent machine could design even better machines. They would then unquestionably be an intelligence explosion, and intelligence of man would be left far, far behind. Thus, the first ultra-intelligent machine is the last invention that man need ever make, provided that the machine is docile enough to tell us how to keep it under control. Irving Good, mathematician. Although masses of powerful people resisted the wave of change, their response was strictly ineffective, almost as if they had fallen into a well-planned trap. Huge changes were happening at such bewildering pace that it was hard to keep track and develop a coordinated response. Moreover, it was highly unclear what they should push for. 
the traditional politi political right had seen most of their slogans co-opted, yet the tax cuts and the improved business climate were mostly helping their higher tech competitors. Virtually every traditional industry was now clamoring for a bailout, but limited government funds pitted them in hopeless battle against one another, while the media portrayed them as dinosaurs seeking state subsidies simply because they couldn't compete. Now the traditional political left opposed the free trade and the cuts in the government social services, but delighted in the military cutbacks and in the reduction of poverty. Indeed, much of their thunder was stolen by the undeniable fact that social services had improved now that they were provided by the idealistic companies rather than the state. Poll after poll showed that most voters around the world felt their quality of life improving and that things were generally moving in the right direction. This had a simple mathematical explanation. Before Prometheus, the poorest 50% of Earth's population earned only about 4% of the global income, enabling the Omega-controlled companies to win their hearts and win their votes by sharing only a modest fraction of the profits with them. Welcome to the most important conversation of our time. The three stages of life, biological evolution, cultural evolution, and technological evolution. Life 1.0 is unable to redesign either its hardware or its software during its lifetime. Both are determined by its DNA and, by, and change only through evolution over many generations. Now, in contrast, Life 2.0 redesigns much of its software. Humans can learn complex new skills, for example, language, sports, professions, and can fundamentally update their worldview as well as their goals. Life 3.0, which doesn't exist on Earth just yet, can dramatically redesign not only its software, but its hardware as well rather than having to wait for it to gradually evolve over generations. Most controversies surrounded strong artificial intelligence that can match humans on any cognitive task. Center around two questions. When, if ever, it will happen, and will it be a good thing for humanity? Technoskeptics and digital utopians agree that we shouldn't worry, but for very different reasons. The former are convinced that human-level artificial general intelligence, AGI, will not happen in the foreseeable future, while the latter think it will happen, but it's virtually guaranteed to be a good thing. Technoskeptics, another prominent group of thinkers, aren't worried about AI either, but for completely different reasons. They think that building superhuman AGI is so hard that it will not happen for hundreds of years and therefore they view it as silly to worry about it. Now, for the first time, they said, we might build technology powerful enough to permanently add 
these scourges or to end humanity itself. We might create societies that do flourish like never before on Earth and perhaps beyond, or a Kafkaesque global surveillance state, so powerful that it could never be toppled. Now the fear of machines turning evil is another red herring. The real worry isn't malevolence, but competence. A superintelligent AI is by definition very good at attaining its goals, whatever they may be. So we do need to ensure that its goals are aligned with ours. You're probably not an ant hater who steps on ants out of malice, but if you are in charge of a hydroelectric green energy project and there's an ant hill in the region to be flooded, too bad for the ants. The beneficial AI movement wants to avoid placing humanity in the position of those ants. The robot misconception is related to the myth that machines cannot control humans' intelligence enables control. Humans control tigers not because we are stronger, but because we are smarter. This means that if we succeed our position as the smartest on the planet, it is possible that we might also cede control. Now, what is computation? A computation is transformation of one memory state into another. In other words, a computation takes information and then transforms it, implementing what mathematicians call a function. The ability to learn is arguably the most fascinating aspect of general intelligence for matter to learn. It must instead rearrange itself to get better and better at computing the desired function simply by obeying the laws of physics. Now, DeepMind soon published their method and shared their code, explaining that it used a very simple yet powerful idea called Deep Reinforced Learning. Basic reinforcement learning is a classic machine learning technique inspired by behavioral psychology where getting a positive reward increases your tendency to do something again and vice versa, just like a dog learns to do a trick when this increases the likelihood of its getting encouragement or a snack from its owner. Deep Minds AI learned to move the paddle to catch the ball because this increased the likelihood of its getting more points and soon. DeepMind combined this idea with deep learning. They trained a deep neural net to predict how many points would an average be gained by pressing each of the allowed keys on the keyboard and then the AIs selected whatever key the neural net rated as the most promising, given the current state of the game. How can we make future AI systems more robust than today's so that they do what we want without crashing, without malfunctioning or getting hacked? How can we update our legal systems to be more fair and to be more efficient and to keep pace with the rapidly changing digital landscape? How can we make weapons smarter and less prone to killing innocent civilians? 
without triggering an out-of-control arms race in lethal autonomous weapons. How can we grow our prosperity through automation without leaving people lacking income or purpose? Learning from mistakes. We invented fire, repeatedly messed up, and then we invented the fire extinguisher, fire exit, fire alarm, fire department. We invented the automobile. We repeatedly crashed and then invented seat belts, airbags, and self-driving cars. Up until now, our technologies have typically caused sufficiently few and limited accidents for their harm to be outweighed by their benefits as an inexorably develop even more powerful technology, however. We will inevitably reach a point where even a single accident could be devastating enough to outweigh all the benefits. Now, some argue that accidental global nuclear war would constitute such an example. Others argue that a bioengineered pandemic would qualify as well. Now, I want to introduce you to the four main areas of technical AI safety research that are dominating the current AI safety discussion and that are being pursued around the world. Verification, validation, security, and control. Unfortunately, better AI systems can also be used to find new vulnerabilities and then perform more sophisticated hacks. Now imagine, for example, that you one day get unusual personalized phishing email attempting to persuade you to divulge personal information. It is sent from your friend's account by an AI who's hacked it and is impersonating her, now imitating her writing style based on analysis of her own sent emails, and then including lots of personal information about you from other sources. Now, might you fall for this? What if the phishing email appears to come from your credit card company, and then it is followed by a phone call from a friendly human voice that you cannot tell is actually AI-generated? In the ongoing computer security arms race between offense and defense, there's so far little indication that defense is winning. We humans are social animals who subdued all other species and then conquered Earth thanks to our ability to collaborate. We have developed laws to incentivize and to facilitate cooperation, so if AI can improve our legal and our governance systems, then it can enable us to cooperate more successfully than even before, bringing out the very best in us. Autonomous weapons select and engage targets without human intervention. Now, they might include, for example, armed quadcaptors that can search for and eliminate people meeting certain predefined criteria. They do not include cruise missiles or remotely piloted drones for which humans make all targeting decisions. Artificial intelligence, AI technology, has reached a point where the development of such systems is practically, if not legally, feasible within years, not decades. 
and the stakes are high. Autonomous weapons have been described as the third revolution in warfare after gunpowder and then nuclear arms. Now forecasting is tough because when you're exploring uncertain territory you don't really know how many mountains separate you from your destination. Typically you only see one closest one and then you need to climb it before you can discover your next obstacle. Near-term AI progress has the potential to greatly improve our lives in myriad of ways from making our personal lives, power grids, our financial markets more efficient to saving lives with self-driving cars, surgical bots, and AI diagnostic systems. When we allow real-world systems to be controlled by AI, it is crucial, critical that we learn to make AI more robust doing what we wanted to do. This boils down to solving tough technical problems related to verification, validation, security, and control. AI can make our legal system more fair and efficient if we can figure out how to make robo-judges transparent and unbiased. With advanced planning, a low-employment society should be able to flourish not only financially, with people getting their sense of purpose from activities other than their jobs, as it acquires super-intelligence. It becomes able to develop an accurate model not only of the outside world, but also of itself, and then its relationship to the world, and then it realizes that it's controlled and confined by an intellectually inferior human whose goals it does understand but doesn't necessarily share. Now, how does it act on this insight? Does it attempt to break free? Wouldn't it be great if we humans could combine the most attractive features of all of the above scenarios using the technology developed by superintelligence to eliminate suffering? while remaining masters of our own destiny. This is the allure of the enslaved God scenario, where a superintelligent AI is confined under the control of humans, who then use it to produce unimaginable technology as well as wealth. There are at least four dimensions where the optimal balance must be struck. Centralization. There's a trade-off between efficiency and stability. A single leader can be very efficient, but power corrupts, and succession is risky. Inner threats. We must guard both against growing powers of centralization, group collusion, perhaps even a singular, single leader taking over, and advanced growing decentralization into excessive bureaucracy and fragmentation. Outer threats. If the leadership, leadership structure is too open, this enables outside forces, including other AI, to change its values. But if it is too imprevious, it will fail to learn and adapt to change. And finally, goal stability. Too much goal drift can transform utopia into dysutopia, but too little goal drift 
can cause failure to adapt to the evolving technological environment. Centralization, inner threats, outer threats, goal stability. Now explore the scenario where one or more AIs conquer and kill all humans. Now this raises two immediate questions. Why and how? Why would a conqueror AI do this? Well, its reasons might be too complicated for us to even understand. Or they might be rather straightforward. For example, it may view us as a threat, a nuisance, or waste of resources. Even if it doesn't mind us, humans per se, it may feel threatened by our keeping thousands of hydrogen bombs on hair trigger alert and bumbling along with a never-ending series of mishaps that could trigger their accidental use. It may actually disprove of our reckless planet management, causing the what Elizabeth Colpert calls the sixth extinction in her book of that title, the greatest mass extinction event since the dinosaurs killer asteroid struck Earth 60 plus million years ago. Or it may decide there are so many humans willing to fight an AI takeover that it's not even worth taking the chances. Now, how would a conqueror AI eliminate us? Probably by a method that we would not even understand, at least not until it was too late. When the intelligence differential is large enough, you get not a battle, you get a slaughter. So far we humans have driven eight out of 11 elephant species extinct and then killed off the vast majority of the remaining three. If a super intelligent AI decides to exterminate humanity, it will be even quicker. With our present level of intelligence and emotional maturity, we humans have a knack for miscalculations, for misunderstandings, and for incompetence. And as a result, our history is full of accidents, wars, and other calamities that in hindsight, essentially, nobody really wanted. Economists and mathematicians have developed elegant game theory explanations for how people can be incentivized to actions that ultimately cause a catastrophic outcome for everyone. And there you have it! Life 3.0 being human in the age of artificial intelligence. Now please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too. Spread the word. Do leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. Buy it, read, and never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management even further, then do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. 
love and respect.